Hey guys, welcome to Soul Coaster Podcast. My name is April. If you are new to the show, welcome to season seven. And if you are one of my faithful listeners, thank you so much for rocking with me through all of my craziness on my spiritual journey. I started this podcast a couple of years ago and it was all about me in my diary, I would have to say, of uh, my spiritual journey. And, you know, it never really ends. It just always like continues and then you have like it peaks and valleys and it continues to go on and on and on and on and on (laughs) and it's non-stop all the time and I just find I just find that like the end of 2019 going into 2020 more people are awakening more people are having a better understanding of like what they want to be and how they want to show up in the world uh, their life purpose Um, and that's what I help people do on their path so welcome to season seven of so coach the podcast Welcome to season seven of Soul Coach the Podcast. Thank you so much for all your love and support. I really appreciate it. So this podcast premiere is a three-part series. The first part is going to be the history of Franklin Cemetery, which was established in 1897 in Goshen, Mississippi. Goshen, Mississippi is where I was born and raised. Okay. Part two is going to be about what that cemetery led me in. It was a rabbit hole. Uh, of the history of Gauchet, which I really never cared to know about because I don't like Mississippi and the people closest to me knows that. And there's a reason, and I'll tell you about that um, through this whole process on why I have a love-hate relationship with Mississippi. And then the third episode is going to be like, where do I go from here? And where do I go from here is now that I am equipped with all this information, (laughs) What am I, how I'm going to use it like how is that going to benefit the collective what can I do to um, really let people know that it doesn't matter where you come from it matters who you are and how you present yourself to the world so that's going to be part three and it's also going to launch my YouTube channel so let's get started on <laughs> season seven premiere part one the history of cemetery all right you guys so before I get started I just want to do a check-in um I hope you guys are doing okay 2021 has been an eventful year not as eventful as 2020 but it has its ups and downs. <laughs> it has definitely been a shit show for me. Um, but I've had some golden gems and nuggets that I will share later on during this season. I uh, A lot. <laughs> With my twin flame, soulmates, all of that. Got to give you an update on that. There's some good stuff going on over there. But anyway, this episode is about the cemetery. So back in... 2020 I get a knock on the door and I'm at my mom's house and I some guy was at the wrong side of the house and I was like yeah what's up (laughs) because 
that's just my personality like yeah yeah what you want and uh he was like well do you know anybody that was um that has family in the cemetery around the corner and i said franklin cemetery he said yeah i said yeah my family all of my family's over there on my dad's side and he was just like well uh i am a historian and i uh retired Ingalls engineer and this is what i do in my spare time i research things you know and i was like okay he was like i'm really trying to get the cemetery put on the state's registry for you know historical places because it's one of the oldest black only cemeteries actually in the country and he was like i'm really just trying to find family trying to get information together um so can you just tell me like who your family is and what do they do and i was just looking at him like sure I'd have anything else going on because 2020 COVID. Okay. So we sat down at the dining room table and I told him the last time I was over there was when my father passed, which was in 2011. And um, they might have had one more funeral after that, but I wasn't around. And um, and that was uh, our cousin, Miss Dorothy. And she died in 20, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to guess. But it was like 13 or 14. It was like, you know, a little, a couple years after my dad died. And um, I really haven't been over there. I went, I think, for maybe Veterans Day one night, one day, one, you know, Veterans Day. As my father was uh, military. So I was just like, I put a flag on this <laughs> grave. But after that, I just really didn't like that cemetery because my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncles, you know, most of my relatives are, are from my dad's side are over there. I didn't understand the history of the cemetery. I just knew that it was old and it was all black and it was not taken care of because nobody really owns the land, but we'll get into that later. So after we sat down and just kind of talked about um, like my family, we took a trip over there. Now, I haven't been over in that cemetery since, I want to say, 2012. You know, 2011, of course, my dad died. And then maybe the next year I went over there. But I haven't been there since then. When I went over there, it was so neglected, it was just heartbreaking. I could barely see any of the headstones of my family. And it was just all, like, grass, weeds. It was just totally neglected. So one of the things that Mitchell was trying to do is uh, if it's get put on the registry, then the city of Gaucher would have to make sure that it's maintained. And that was uh, his whole purpose. And I was like, I think that that's a great idea. Let me help you with that. So we went on this journey. There was so many unmarked graves that had no headstones and he had been working on this for weeks with a friend of his so as he's walking through we're walking through the cemetery i see all these blue flags everywhere (laughs) and i'm like what what are these blue flags and he said well i was he has whatever that little stick is and he was just sticking it in the ground to see if he hit any um, caskets and there was so many it was like a sea of blue flags 
And I was just blown away. And I said, so you haven't contacted or had any family that like, you haven't come in contact with any family? He's like, no, you're the first person. So I was like, well, most of these people live in the neighborhood. And he was just looking at me like, really? So we went down that rabbit hole, <laughs> which is something like, I don't even want to talk about it, which is a lot going on. Uh, finding the families and really just asking them like, you know, who is this? Who is, who is that? So what he did is he went on find a grave and he started jotting down a lot of the names, the last names. And then of course he figured out like, he came over to the house with this packet of everyone that's buried over there that had headstones. Now, as far as I can remember, my dad, oldest brother was in the military and he was an excellent swimmer and his name was Julius and he drowned uh, in a lake that was close to here. I think it was in Pasigula. And my, uh, and he's buried over there. When my dad died, that was like when his dad, when his uh, brother passed, that was long before I was born. Um, so when my dad died, I had went to my family because my dad, you know, died of a heart attack out of the blue at 60 years old. So my mom was frantic. I mean, she couldn't function. So I took over. So I was like, well, he needs to be buried over there. What's going on with the plot? They gave me a piece of paper, you guys, that had drawings of where they think the caskets were because a lot of them were not marked. <laughs> it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life because I'm standing there looking at my aunt and was like, this is what y'all have? a piece of paper on like y'all drew boxes yeah we think that this is it and this you know they had no idea so we had to get we had to go out there and do what Mitchell did and find like where can my dad be buried <sighs> it's horrible so my dad brother died and I think it might have been in the 60s I'm not sure and then my aunt Celeste my great uncle Robert, my grandmother, and my grandfather. And then there was just a slew of other people from my family that was buried out there that I don't even know, met, or anything. And that we're still trying to figure out and research at this very moment. When Mitchell came over with um, <laughs> the list of people that has, you know, passed and so forth, then I started like reaching out to people in the neighborhood do you know this person and it started this ball rolling of like oh yeah that's my bro that's my great grandfather that's my father and that's my great grandfather so that's why I wanted to that's why I'm going to start the YouTube channel because I have so many videos and pictures and interviews and things like that that I have to put this all together because it was such an amazing experience so Franklin Cemetery is also known as the Garden of Hope Cemetery. Now, it is also haunted, <laughs> which is not surprising because most cemeteries have spirits that 
have not moved around that want to hang out with their family. But one thing that I've experienced, because you guys know that I'm a medium, is that when I first was at that cemetery, it's when my dad died. That's uh my very first time, because when, um, no, my grandfather, when my grandfather died. But when my grandfather died, I was tw- uh, 22 or whatever. And I really didn't care because I just was there and I just remember looking around and I wasn't in my gifts at that point. Like I was gifted, but I didn't, I really didn't care, you know. So when we, uh, <laughs> when my uh, dad died, I was totally involved, you know, at that point, of course. And after the funeral, I went back because I just needed to spend some time with my father after the funeral and just kind of want to talk to him, you know, one-on-one. And I'd already been awakened. I already knew my gifts. I already knew, you know, all of that. And when I went back, I just went and talked to him and he's buried next to his mom, which is my grandmother who raised me and my grandfather. So he's like right next to them. And then my aunt Celeste, which is his sister, is buried next to my papa. So they're all there in a row. And I was just talking to him. And I left, you know. And my grandmother is the one that taught me how to cook, how to clean, all that good stuff. And as I was walking back to the car, I saw this white carnation, like, by my foot. And I was like, what in the world would this come from? I didn't notice it when I was leaving, but it was this white carnation that was just laying there. And I picked it up and I knew instantly that it was my grandmother and just giving me like a hug or a kiss from heaven, right? And I mean, my grandmother was very, very close. So I looked over at this beautiful oak tree that uh, sits in the middle of the cemetery and my grandfather spoke to me. As I, has, as I have this white carnation in my hand. And he is saying to me, April, you're strong like that oak tree over there. And he was like, look at the roots of that oak tree. Look at the branches. He was like, they, everything's on you right now. And uh, you are strong like that oak tree. Don't ever forget it. And then he was like, he was talking to me as if I was on the phone. (laughs) It was clear as day. And at the time, I was pregnant with my son. And uh, that in itself (laughs) was just a gift because I was going through a lot. You know, my dad didn't know I was pregnant. You know, I had just found out I was pregnant and he died literally like two days later. And I didn't get a chance to tell him. So that was... um, just a tough period, you know, in my life, even a few years after that. So that was my first experience with the cemetery. And I didn't want to go back. Like, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want these memories. I don't want to go back. So I didn't. But my mom wanted to put a flag on my dad's, you know, headstone the next year. So we did that. And then I was, I was ready to go. And my son, um, he might have been two, so it had to be like maybe a couple of years later because he said he did not like being there. He did not want dead people around him, and he could barely talk at that time, so it had to be like one turning into two. So he was like, I don't like it, Mom. I'm ready to get back in the car. Didn't go back until 2020. Isn't that crazy? 
Well, I share that story because um, as a psychic medium, you experience those things when you walk on the cemetery, the soil, the land, the the history, the the energy. When I started on this journey with the cemetery, I had to ask God, am I doing the right thing? Do I need to be involved in this? Is this for my highest good? Am I going to be protected? Like I have to ask these questions because sometimes, you know, when you're going into these spaces, something negative can get attached to you. And uh, and this is very important that when you are gifted, that you always surround yourself with a light. I always pretend like it's a um, a white light surrounding me. I always call into my ancestors. I wear crystals. I have Grigory bags. I do all kinds of things for protection because I know that my light is very, very bright. And with my bright light, everything is attracted to the bright light. <laughs> Darkness and delight is attached to, uh, it's attracted to the light. So while we're doing this journey with Mitchell, he's noticing that I have these gifts, which I don't tell many people in this area in Mississippi that I have that because they just don't understand. Everything is Jesus Christ, go to church, go to prior rehearsal, and then that's it. (laughs) They don't even have, some of them don't even have a relationship with God. They have a relationship with the church and a, a relationship with the preacher when they need to be having a relationship with God. But that's another story (laughs) for another day. (laughs) Because I'm going to talk about that this year, this season. I think it's important that you develop a relationship with God. And so that you know how to really use your discernment when going into places like that. Do I belong here? Is this for my highest good? Is Is this what I'm supposed to do? Well, um... A lot of different things unfolded as I'm on the cemetery, as we're on the cemetery. <laughs> we're finding headstones from World War II um, black soldiers, because this is an all black uh, cemetery. Then closer to, because the cemetery sits off a body, like a bayou, closer to the bayou, the body of water. There is uh, these headstones that I've never seen before, not even in New Orleans. Like, I'm like, in New Orleans, I have a lot of old headstones, but these headstones are French. And I'm like, what is this about? <laughs> and um, I have pictures of them that are just a beautiful, amazing headstones that are, like, tall. And uh, they're, like... I don't even know, like a green color. And it could be because, you know, the water, I mean, Katrina flooded the cemetery out. Um, Any hard rain, the cemetery gets flooded. Um, It could be from like mold or like just erosion or whatever. But they're this beautiful dark green color. They have these designs. And I mean, they're from like the early 1900s, late 1800s. And uh, I'm just walking around the cemetery and I'm totally protected. And all I feel 
when I walk that land is our story needs to be told. We need people to be aware that we're here. So I took my son with me because he's like me. He's gifted like I am. And he even pointed to a part in a cemetery that was just wooded. And he said, Mom, there's more way over there. I was like, what are you talking about, A1? He's like, there's more people over there. And he pointed to this grassy area. And Mitchell looked at me and he's like, we haven't had a chance to get back there yet. When I tell you, (laughs) he found over a hundred unmarked graves in this cemetery. Unmarked. So there's like people's families. There's, And then plus, you know, just to be honest with you, it's a black cemetery. And we, when it comes to black people in America, (laughs) we're thrown. Like people just don't care about us. And and you can say what you want to say. I feel how you want to feel, but it's a, it's a fact. So especially back then, it was like, oh, black cemetery, throw them over there. They don't need anything. We don't know who they are, whatever. So <laughs> people, families are back there in this cemetery. And that is why I had to get this story out. And this is only like a small part of all the stuff we found out. Now, the land is owned by the Bilbo family. The Bilbo family are all deceased. I went to school with some Bilbos. The Bilbos were in our neighborhood growing up, but they're all deceased. There is a house that is owned by the Bilbo family that sits off of the cemetery. It's condemned. And uh, we went there. But I don't want to talk about that right now. So the cemetery is owned by the Bilbo family. We can't find a single Bilbo that is alive that can claim this this land. So it's owned. Nobody owns it, to be honest with you. The city of Goshen doesn't even own it. It's just the cemetery, that historical <laughs> cemetery that was established in 1897, which I don't even believe that it was established in 1897. I believe that it was established way more, uh, way sooner than that. Uh, maybe mid 1850s is what I was getting when I was walking the land. Um, it's fascinating, but we need help, you know, finding out like who these people are. And I know it might not mean uh, much to many people because, you know, people are dead and plus they're black. But it means something to me because coming from a small town like Goshen, Mississippi, um, we aren't really known for anything. Uh, Growing up here, we just always got along with each other. There wasn't, um, if there was racism, it was definitely hidden. most of my friends in high school and everything were white um, because we only had about 30% black in our graduating class. We, um, we just got along, you know, we, we liked each other. We hung out at each other's house. We went out, we, you know, it was just different. Um, 
compared to other parts of Mississippi. <laughs> okay. Um, the cemetery is also next to the church that my grandfather built. My grandfather built three churches. One in Gauche, Mississippi. One in Pasagoula, Mississippi. The one in Gauche, my father and him built. The one in Pasagoula he built. And then he he had a third church somewhere in Mississippi that I never even went to. Um, and he just, you know, ministered there. And uh, it's literally next door to the church that he built. <laughs> so the history is there. And uh, we definitely need help. When I went back to the cemetery, I think at the, about the fourth or fifth time, he's like, there's a house that sits, you know, by the cemetery. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a little porch, whatever, da, 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 lives there. He was like, no, no, no. There's a house that is on the path to the cemetery. So there's a gate that has like, well, there was a sign that had, you know, historical Franklin Cemetery established in 1897. And then you drive down this path, maybe a quarter of a mile. I don't know. I'm not sure. But before you get to the cemetery, there's this abandoned house to the left. And when he stopped there, I said, I've never seen this house before in my life. And the house been there the entire time. Now, it sits back in the woods a little bit. So I had to put some sneakers on <laughs> and uh, some leggings and uh, go through like a little bush and all this stuff. And I see this old house back here that's condemned. And I'm quite sure Hurricane Katrina had a lot to do with that as well. And there's an outhouse. So that just tells you how old this house is. And also there's a chicken coop. I would say that sits over there as well. And I'm looking at this house, which I have plenty of videos of. And there's a telescope sitting on a porch. Now the house is condemned. Like half the house is gone. Uh, furniture that was in a house is still in there. And you know that furniture holds energy. Um, I didn't have a good feeling when I first got on the property. But then I felt at ease because I had to pray about it. And uh, with anything that's like old like that, that still have furnishings and hold energy, um, if sometimes the people are still on the property that have passed because they feel like that's their home, that's their property, that's their family. So they, they don't go to the light when they pass. They stay stuck. And I do feel like there's some spirits there at the house. I feel that um, they didn't know who I was initially. Uh, when I got there and uh, then they realized like I'm not there to do anything or hurt them or you know whatever so it was more of an acceptance but that took that took about five minutes because I was feeling really uneasy at first and I'm looking at the furnishings and I couldn't go too far and uh, all I kept getting was like goosebumps and then I'm looking at the porch and the porch is like destroyed. But there's a telescope <laughs> on the porch. And I'm like, what would they need with a telescope? And what were they looking at in that time? There's an outhouse. So there's no running water. 
Um, I'm quite sure there's a well somewhere on the property. Um, they had a chicken coop. They did canning. So what were they looking at with this telescope? Why was this telescope so important and why is it still intact? And it was just fascinating to me to be able to, to see that. And then <laughs> Mitchell was like, you need to take some of these jars, these canning jars. So the canning jars are old and they're stuck in the ground because, they I mean, they've been there for, I don't know, 100 years, I guess. Uh, well, well over 100. And so I was like, at first I had to ask Spirit, I was like, can I take these? Like, am I allowed to take these? And Spirit said, yes, absolutely. And so I took several. And then the ones that I took broke. This raccoon, I had them outside as raccoon, like totally broke. I was pissed. And I was like, well, maybe it's not for me to have. And his spirit leader was like, no, you need to get some more because they are meant for you to have. And so I, I went, Mitchell went and got me some more. And I washed them out. I prayed over them. I washed them out. I did some Florida water. And um, that's where I do my floor washes out of. I was told. The recipe was given to me by my ancestors telepathically. And and I was told that uh, this is what you need to use. You need to use these bottles for your floor washing. And that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and this is pretty magical too. Um, the whole process of how I do the floor washes. But I'm, I'm not going to talk about that right now. But um, this experience of the cemetery has been pretty magical. It has uncovered a lot of doors. Uh, the Franklin Cemetery uh, has a lot of different stories. But one story in particular that I'm going to share as I close is there was this man. He killed his entire family. <laughs> he killed his entire family and there were some children and his wife. And then he went out in the road and got hit by a car, like instant karma. They're all buried at the cemetery and um over the years like that's why it's important that I have this YouTube channel so you can see the before and after pictures of like where they were buried it's a mess now but um you will like people that have stayed overnight like during Halloween or they do like little seances and things out there they hear children playing and I know for a fact it's those kids because they have not moved on. Um, the husband is not there, but the wife the wife is there with the kids together. And I um I felt their presence like maybe the third time I was there. And then Mitchell had went by himself and found a tar a toy truck that was just rolled out of nowhere. And he was like, I've been on this property a million times. Where did this toy truck come from? And he brought it to me. And I remember telling him, I said, get that from out of here. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Take, get it away. <laughs> so he took a picture of it. You know what I mean? I don't know if he still has it or whatever. But I was just like, mm -mm. get that away from me. And, uh, <laughs> but they're still there in a cemetery. And then there was another uh, story that he had took some pictures, you know, 
snapping pictures of the cemetery so he can have this uh he's getting like a portfolio and things together so he can go to the city of Goshe so he can make sure that it gets you know the historic landmark that it deserves and he snapped a picture of a spirit and I looked at it and I instantly got goosebumps like oh my gosh who is this woman and I was looking through like the headstones and find my grave and all of that good stuff and we found her and I'm gonna say her name or anything like that but she was wearing the same dress as she was on this headstone because they had a picture of her in a headstone in this white dress and she literally showed up in a picture that he took of the cemetery it was so creepy at first but then I knew that I mean and she's just one of those spirits that are like hey what's going on what are you doing here <laughs> you know what I mean what, what, what's going on nobody pays us any attention it's abandoned right and I wanted to share the story because there's also a lesson with all of this And one of the biggest lessons that I find All right, I got cut off. So one of the biggest lessons that I find find in when we're doing work or we're entering spaces where there is spirits or cemeteries and things like that the ones that are lingering want their story to be told or they are looking away home. And a lot of times they uh, they don't know what to do. And they had been there for decades that they're just stuck. And a lot of times they just need um, to know that they need to move on. And sometimes they just, you know, they just stay stuck. And the biggest lesson that I have found in all of this is that my relationship with God is the most important relationship I will ever have because I don't want to be stuck when I pass. I want to continue to heal from another realm. Uh, Hopefully this is one of my last lives. Because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, because I've been a healer many lifetimes. And I know that I'm here to teach and guide. And I don't want to have a shaky scalpel. I want to have the knowledge and the awareness to be able to help a, a lot of people along. So they can help a lot of people along. So it can be a domino effect. It doesn't make any sense for God to give you these gifts and you hoard them. I think it's just about you. It is to be shared in the right way and to be living out your life purpose. Um, It's very important that you understand that. And in order to understand it, you have to have a relationship with God, your version of God, Allah, Yahweh, whatever that is for you. So that you can be guided and not only guided correctly, that you listen and that you obey. And the obeying part is hard because I don't always, I listen all the time, but I don't always obey. And I think that that's the biggest part of me in this cemetery. I had to ask 
because I have a relationship. Is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And Spirit's like, yes, this is what you're going to be doing. And you're going to tell the story. So here I am, a season seven, Soul Coach, the podcast, telling you the story about Franklin Cemetery. Um, established in 1897, many, 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 many years before I was born, right? And uh, I'm grateful that I am able to share this around the world um, about a small town in Goshen, Mississippi, right? (laughs) Well, um, hopefully you enjoyed this little quick journey of Franklin Cemetery. Uh, the cemetery, the Garden of Hope Cemetery. And uh, go ahead and do your research on it. You can go online and look at pictures. It's uh, people come from all over to come look at the cemetery. It's a mess now. Definitely needs to be cleaned up. We're working on it. Get it. We're working on getting it on the state registry for historical landmarks because it needs to be. And um, the second part is what led me after this cemetery in the history of Gaucher and all the different landmarks that's in Gaucher that I had no idea uh, even existed. <laughs> uh, Fernando Gaucher, uh, where the this town is named, he had a sawmill. And uh, But we're going to get more in depth in that because the Gauchers and my grandfather, the Johnsons, they literally like we're besties <laughs> because we they lived close in they lived very close together and so they did a lot of things together even my dad and we went to school with some gauchets it's a pretty amazing story but anyway um thank you guys so much for all of your love and support i really appreciate it make sure you visit my website for any floor cleaning that i talked about earlier uh, spiritual baths. I have testimonies of my testimonies now of my spiritual baths on my website. Make sure you visit www.thesoulcoach.org. And uh, thank you so much for all your love and support. Thank you for listening to Soul Coach, the podcast.